if you want to get warmed up while I'm finishing up here. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks uh, for joining us uh, on the new media show. We're, we're back video again. Um, we were off, off video for probably a good uh, two and a half, three weeks. So it's great to be back. And uh, as, as, as always happens, even, even when we're off for a couple of days, uh, there's a lot of news in the podcasting space, but, uh, but really I think what we wanted to do here to get off to the start with is because because um, Steve d- doesn't have a lot of time with us here um, to talk talk a little bit about uh, all the stuff that he's doing with Club Pod and also to learn a little bit more about uh, Podcast Magazine too. So I'd love to talk about that before we kind of bring in uh, some guests from Clubhouse to 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 contribute to the conversation because we'd love to talk a little bit about the the Edison research that just came out. Um, and kind of where the podcasting space is kind of hidden to. So, um, and yeah, so tell us all about, uh, Clubhouse. Hey Rob, give me a second here so I can tell the rest of the audience what's going on. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Those for those of you live, we're actually in clubhouse at the same time that we're doing live video. Right. So we're going to be fielding stuff from the, the folks in clubhouse. You'll be hearing that come across the live stream. And at the same time, uh, you know, we're simulcast everyone else. So those of you that are on Clubhouse, if you want to subscribe to this actual podcast, and this is being recorded today, just as a reminder, so you can go over to newmediashow.com, and that's where you can follow or subscribe to the podcast over there. But um, anyway, everything is up and running, and we're good. And uh, Rob, go ahead and continue. And you, you are just a little quiet on my end now, Rob, just to let you know. Okay. He's not. Well, he's not talking actually right now. I'll, I'll, I'll speak up a little bit. You know, I know it's been a long time since we've done this live, so our, our, our volume takes a little time for us to get our volumes up and going. But, uh, but Steve, let's let's talk a, a little bit about uh, what you're doing with Club Pod. What's happening there? Uh, what do you see happening with your 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 community? I know you built quite a quite a large large community over there. But then, you know, later here in the next couple of minutes, I'd love to talk about your podcast magazine too. Yeah, I appreciate that. So we uh, we jumped on the clubhouse bandwagon. I don't want to say pretty early because there's been people who have been on much longer than we have. Uh, but in the scheme of things, we're we're kind of in the OG world because we jumped on in uh, in December, and so I, I think it was December 14th. Actually, this may actually dang, I'm coming up on my December to January, January, January. Oh, almost my three month anniversary here. And I told my wife straight out of the gate, I was like, look, you got to give me six months. If you give me, give me six months to just kind of move things forward on this platform, I think it'll pay <laughs> dividends for a long time to come. So fortunately, she's uh, she's been pretty patient. But uh, I also started clubbing on here uh, on Clubhouse because, uh, you know, there's a lot of us that have a problem. I, I think I may be one of them. But, man, I, you know, I just really love what's going on here in the world of, of social audio. Uh, and within a, a matter of around two weeks or so after I launched on the personal front, uh, we applied for a, a club. And, and fortunately, I had been connected to Stephanie Safa Simon, who I think is the head of community uh, over at Clubhouse. Somehow I came across her uh, and just basically got in her ear about launching Club Pod. And she's like, yeah, here's what you got to do and how you do it. I don't know if she walked it through or what. Uh, but I know we were uh, fairly early in in terms of the clubs. I, I think yep. maybe one of the first two or three hundred clubs, and yep. uh, and we just said, you know what, let's let's do what we do best and and focus on what we love the most, uh, which is podcasting. And we said, let's start a podcast specific club, and uh, and I really wanted to have a, a club that would show up really clearly in terms of the name when people looked at it at the bottom of other people's profiles, uh, and so Club Pod. 
made the most sense. And uh, now we're sitting at around 47,000 members and followers, I think, uh, in, in the last, whatever it is now, two and a half months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's impressive to to build that kind of a community that fast. I know I got involved in Clubhouse in uh, early December, uh, was brought in um, t- to an event, and there was like 400 people in this room, and I'm like going, what, what did I just walk into? You know, um, So it was quite, a, quite an eye-opening experience coming into it too. So I think we both maybe started getting involved in uh, almost the same time, it sounds like. But, um, yeah. but anyway, um, so how has that kind of meshed with your podcast magazine? Are you kind of bringing these worlds together a, you know, more and more? Yeah, so it's it's interesting, right? Because one really does feed the other, and very very circular. If you kind of follow the 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 path here, right? I mean, if you think about podcast magazine, and we obviously have the chance to not only sit down with people that um, well, folks know already, like the um, I mean, I don't want to drop all the names here, but you know, like the Dave Ramseys and Katie Kirks and Adam Carollas of the world. Uh, but also to be able to really introduce people to shows that the world hasn't heard from a million times. Uh, and definitely should be listening to, right? So we have a lot of those folks who, um, well, they come in and, and, and they share, of course, their features, and, and that's awesome, and we love when they do that. And that drives people to the magazine. And from the magazine, we drive people to Clubhouse. And from Clubhouse, we drive people to our podcast. And from our podcast, we drive people into our products and programs. And so, like It all becomes very, very circular. And it's really just, I think the bottom line here, and, and both you know, you and Todd can appreciate this, Rob, is it's really just about being omnipresent as much as you can in as painless a way as you possibly can. Uh, and now that we record all of our podcast episodes live here on Clubhouse uh, and then release those as episodes of Reinvention Radio, it, it just becomes that much more um, symbiotic, right? The, the, the synergies that exist between the different platforms is so, so very evident. And and a lot of people thought, you know, hey, Clubhouse is going to kill podcasting. And we actually have found it to be quite the opposite. So one thing I do want to mention to everyone today, if you actually want to see our ugly mugs, you can actually do that at newmediashow.com forward slash live. So if you're near your computer, you can actually see this as well as hear it. So <laughs> it's just yeah. kind of an interesting dynamic. You know, I think, Steve, when my first exposure to Clubhouse was very negative. I mean, when I came in, I was the first session, I first podcast session I got into, I, the first piece of advice I heard a podcaster being given was that they shouldn't have a website. And, you know, it really kind of set the tone for me initially. I was very, very skeptical about some of these channels and some of the so-called experts that were speaking. And, you know, I think over time that'll kind of weed itself out, but, um, you know, we're still doing damage control uh, daily almost from the advice people are getting on clubhouse that maybe is not as, uh, you know, up to date as it should be. So I, I, uh, I, you know, granted 90, probably 95% of everything else that's being said by most folks in these groups is probably fantastic, but we're the ones that are as a hosting provider, we're the ones that are the, the brunt of the issues when people get really bad advice. So I hope, you know, you and your team are able to kind of, you know, vet and say, hey, 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 that isn't quite right when someone says something that isn't really kind of kosher. But uh, yeah, and the point's really well taken. I mean, obviously, when it's the double edged sort of having this sort of platform, right? I mean, when you have this sort of platform that is, for all intents and purposes, a free for all, I mean, you give people the opportunity to do what they want to do here. That's a beautiful thing. I mean, and, and look, we, we start going down a slippery slope, right, Todd? I mean, if, if you start trying to to monitor 
every single conversation and then have judge and jury in terms of this is right and this is wrong. And that's based on a particular set of determining factors that, frankly, may not be universal. That that becomes really, really scary and, and problematic. Right. Well, and so the other side of that is when you give people the opportunity to create community and to talk and to share their advice and their expertise, it may not always be accurate. Right. So there is, well, of course, that that real concern. So for us, we've, we've kind of taken a happy medium here. So when you come into Club Pod, one of the things that we do have is we have a set group of Club Pod leaders. We've got about 60 Club Pod leaders right now. They have all been vetted. They have all been given a, a you know sort of a script, so to speak, to work from in terms of our expectations, what we want them to do in the rooms, et cetera. And we've all and we've had the opportunity to really get to know who they are before they are able to open rooms in Club Pod. And and so our goal is really to have a twenty four seven podcast channel, much like CNN would be for news uh, or Fox Business or whatever. I mean, just uh, basically a twenty four seven channel where you can come on to Clubhouse at any time, and you know. If you come into a club pod room, there's going to be really high quality content. And look, our, our goal is really, quite, is really, really quite simple, and that's to elevate the podcast industry one room at a time. So we got to make sure that we do that in having just a, a really solid group of people who are able to, to open rooms and people that we trust and, and, and we vetted. Yeah, so as you think about this medium, I mean, it comes across to me at, at, at times as almost like a gigantic conference, right, on all sorts of subjects and, and people getting together and, and sharing that. And I think that there is some danger of misinformation getting put out there, but that's also kind of a, a indicator to me that people are pushing the envelope on things and p- there's new people trying things and they're sharing things uh, what they're experiencing. And, and in the early days of podcasting, that's what happened with this medium too, is that we had a lot of people getting into it that really didn't know what they were doing. They were experimenting with a lot of stuff and they were sharing that with others. And sometimes it was wrong. Right. So, um, but you know, we want to encourage kind of people to, to get into this medium and we want to encourage people to try new things and maybe it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. So I think, you know, my, I've been trying to be proactive in clubhouse and I know, um, Steve, you have too, of getting in there and, and contributing to it and, and bringing some good advice in there too. But I also recognize I don't have all the answers, right? So I learn as much as I share and, and if I, I see something that works, of course, I'm going to continue to share that. And I think hopefully others will, will do, do the same. Right. Yeah. I, I think part of my problem is, is this thing is like 24 <laughs> seven and it's you know, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm working 12 hours a day already helping podcasters in, in a regular business setting. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, I leave the office and I want to, you know, I want to collapse because I've, I've talked all day anyway. And then to get on here and try to spend another two, three hours is, uh, is hard. Yeah. I mean, I think like, just like anything else, right. I mean, you have to be very intentional about your investment of time. This is, this is a very unique platform, and, and I think we're seeing a convergence of a lot of really fantastic trends, which is why the medium, and, and I'm just saying the medium in terms of social audio, has really exploded in the way that it has. I mean, look, we, right. we, are, we are dying for more raw, real, authentic, unpolished, unproduced conversations and, and productions, right? I mean, when you think about kind of that pendulum and the swinging going all the way this way and, and just people going, you know what? We need to create this phenomenal – look at TikTok as an example. And the people who are really crushing it on TikTok, I mean, they're spending a lot of time, energy, and resources 
on creating some of those really cool videos. I mean, I've seen a handful of them. And I'm going, geez, you know, that's amazing. Like, I wouldn't even know how to do that. And so you have this this gap between the haves and the have-nots in this world of social media, those who can create these phenomenal productions and they look amazing and this, that, and the other. And then the have-nots, they don't have the time, they don't have the energy, they don't have the resources to be able to do it. And here comes social audio and you just show up as you are, right? And and especially, I mean, right now we're doing video and we're multi, I mean, like, I don't even know how many channels we've got going on right now between all the stuff you're doing over there, Todd. But for the average Joe Jane, they just show up. You know, did you brush your teeth? Doesn't matter. Did you brush your hair? Didn't matter. Did you put on your makeup? Doesn't matter. You just show up. And I think there is something to be said for not only, of course, wanting to actually connect with people. And we'll see what happens when the pandemic lifts and people can get back to, quote unquote, normal lives. But I do think just based on my experience that what we've seen here is that this is here to stay for a number of reasons, not the least of which is you can develop some really phenomenal relationships with people from across the globe that frankly the other channels don't give you the ability to do you know i think the question i have too is what happens when people start going back to work and have lives and have soccer games and all that stuff where you know that will be a subdivided of time that's going to happen as well to people that have started second and third podcast during the pandemic all of a sudden those extra three to four hours they're not spending commuting or transversing somewhere or a kids event or whatever, then that is when potentially, you know, we're going to see a little bit of pod fade across shows. But again, I think the workspace may have been permanently changed. So maybe for a segment of those people, there will continue to be these extra hours because you're, you know, you're going to work from home from now on versus going to some office and sitting in a cube. So uh, I'm hopeful that it, it, there isn't that big of an impact on AKA podcast production and these shows, these extra shows and these extra podcasters that started will continue. So, you know, that yeah. time will tell. Yeah. And I also see a lot of um, very unique rules being, uh, being d- used and done in clubhouse rooms too, um, that are, that are quite different than podcasting, which does draw a little bit of a distinction. Like what we're doing here is, is not really like say the typical clubhouse listening experience, right? Um, we're not following the same kind of protocols of, of saying our name of who we are and then saying that, you know, I'm done speaking now. Those type of practices yeah. make the, there's a, I guess that there's a spectrum of types of content that are going to be produced over here and not all of them are going to follow a certain kind of um, model, right? Um, or Steve, what do you think? Is there a strict model that you're trying to adhere to with your community? Yeah, I, I mean, look, at, at the end of the day here, our our goal is to create community amongst people who either love podcasts or they're podcast fans or they're an aspiring podcaster or they have a podcast and they're looking just to simply connect with other folks or, or grow their shows, et cetera, right? And so for for us, we want to make sure that the conversations that we're having are in one of those three buckets. And so at the end of the day, when you come into Club Pod, you're not going to hear a political conversation. You're not going to hear a conversation about, you know, the herring and period and, and whatnot. Because I know they're like, it's a whole big thing now. And, and, I, and I get it, but that's not our problem to solve. Like if, if Clubhouse comes down and says, this is what we need to do, we'll do it. But at the same token, we just want to make sure that our conversations are really high level quality conversations that further the efforts of the podcast industry as a whole. Right. And so 
yeah, I mean, if there's protocols that we need to follow, if there's things that we need to do, if there's, you know, certain, um, you know, things that we need to to adapt in, in order to accommodate the, the growth of the medium and, and the people that come on to it, I mean, we'll, we'll certainly do that. But there, there's plenty of folks having those sort of conversations. And, and that's a beautiful thing about having this platform is mm-hmm. you have people from all over the planet who can open a room at any time and the interests are as diverse as the people on it. So what happens when this opens up to everybody and everyone can create a group and you have 500 podcasting rooms and you have 20 million people versus whatever the number is now or 30 or 40, there's going to be some significant dilution. So are we going to see 500 rooms of nobody hanging out in? It's a dilution or expansion, right? Because, again, I would argue, Todd, that it would actually be expansion. Because as we open it up to Android, you can look at the numbers that are here now. They're pretty minuscule when you compare what's going on on Clubhouse to what's going on on Facebook. Like, you can't the, the numbers aren't even in the sense, like, which checking account would you rather have? You know, $2 billion or, or $10 million? Well, I know, I, what, I'm, what I'm really getting at here is there, there probably will be some room, hmm, how do we want to call it? Uh, I, I think there may be a hard, I think people will have a harder time finding quality stuff. But again, established rooms like I yours is probably going to race to, you know, the cream will race to the top. I don't disagree. Right. And that is the double edged sword again of having an open source sort of platform, if you will, where anyone can open a room at any time, which on one hand is awesome. But then on the other hand, it's it's a little bit scary. And so that's part of the reason why we came in really early here and we wanted to set the precedent and really raise the bar. In terms of when you come into a club pod room, the people who are leading the conversations are people that you can trust. And so when more people come on and as they, you know, just again, you're going to see that, yeah, there'll be a lot of rooms talking about podcasting. We wanted to establish our position early and often. And the reality is. (laughs) <laughs> While there may be more rooms that are going on and more discussions that are going on as the platform continues to expand, I believe that over the course of time, people will come back to Club Pod when they experience a lot of those conversations that just don't kind of meet their expectations. That said, so, wait, go uh, ahead, trust, right? So you're, yeah. trust. you're monitoring your mission really is to build trust. And I think that's the big thing that's missing out there and that's what podcasting is so strong at is building trusted relationships. Yeah. Um, so it, if you can maintain that, I think you're going to have a strong presence on all these platforms. And I do wonder about the, 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 the race that's going on right now, quite frankly, in social audio between Twitter, um, you know, Mark Cuban's project that's coming. There's a, a app called chalk. There's what one called stereo, uh, that, there just seems to be an explosion of these social audio platforms that are starting to grow, but clearly clubhouse has first mover advantage right now. Um, but I do wonder about the scale of Twitter, uh, with their Twitter spaces project, uh, how far ahead they are in potential, whether or not they're going to catch up to the, the capability of clubhouse is a, is a question mark. I don't know, Steve, do you have an opinion on these other platforms trying to compete with clubhouse? I do. Uh, I mean, I think we're going to have to save that for part two, because unfortunately, I need to jump yeah, here, as jump. we talked about. So um, this, is, uh, this is one of those days that uh, I've got kind of back to back things. So I'd love to continue. I would love to do part two. And um, I've got to try to figure this out here. But I want to 
I'm going to leave it on Clubhouse so you guys can keep the conversation going through my little head there. And then one of you is going to have to end that room. But uh, that's the beauty of this multiverse that we're in here. And uh, and hopefully we can continue the the conversation, my friends. So you're going over to the culture, culture uh, the podcast culture conference, right? That's on Clubhouse today. So, I'm on it, too. Right. So, Rob, maybe you can t- if you're if you're running your audio through. Oh. He just can't cancel Skype. So we did I cancel it completely? Oh, no, no, no. You just turned off the video. Okay. Video. Yeah. 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 Just the video. So you actually might be able to, if if you're hooked into your roadcaster, you might be able to. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah, I just switched over. 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 Yeah. So Steve, still, Steve, you can mute. Yeah. 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 Go ahead and mute, Steve. Yeah, okay. uh, now we're now we're switch. You know one thing about cl- the Clubhouse app that I don't like, Rob. <laughs> you can't a hundred percent mute it. You can't turn the volume all the way down and make it go away. So I, you know, I can hear our conversation, but I'm also hearing it a little bit through my phone. <laughs> but anyway we've got a lot of regular podcast content to talk about today and i think we should probably focus on that so we don't alienate everyone else that's watching on the variety of venues but uh yeah Yeah, and at some point here you know you know people can raise their hands and we can we we can pull people up under the show and and get your your thoughts and your comments as well so that would be our, our plan but but I think we wanted to talk about some of the highlights of the Edison research that just came out, the the Infinite Dial that was re- released. There were some fascinating things that were going on in that research today, to, or that came out. I think it was on Thursday. I yeah. Think. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to glance over that, or you want to pull it up on the screen and. Yeah, I've got I've got it up, and uh, let's figure out which slide we want to look at first. Well. And- one thing I wanted to talk about a little bit is the social media brand awareness um, slide. Which, I thought it was fascinating what was going on there which, around TikTok. Do you know what page that's on? Uh, uh, 22. 22. All right. Yeah. All right. I've got it. So let me see if I can make this view. Okay. Full screen. Well, what we're doing what Todd's doing is we're pulling up the the slide deck from the, the infinite dial research. Um, yeah. Sorry on clubhouse. You can't see this, but we will be as descriptive as we can about what we see here. Yeah. Go ahead, Rob. Okay. I think we got some, something going on here. Um, Cause I don't think we're being heard on club pod anymore. Okay. Um, yeah, I think we're back, back over there. S- somehow I got muted, so I'm back now. And Steve, so Steve is not muted, so we can hear Steve still. Steve, you can actually leave. I think there we go. He's okay. He's he, he's, he's muted now. He's muted now. All right, go ahead. Yeah, so I think we're good. So you're showing the slide. I'm assuming. Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah. So what we're seeing is TikTok is is showing the strongest growth in social media, which I thought was very very interesting. I'm hearing a lot of conversations um, in the medium right now about the impacts, the potential impacts of TikTok uh, on on podcasting. People um, kind of treating TikTok as a little bit like a, like like a headliner platform for promoting their podcast. So it's interesting that it's grown. Uh, just exponentially. It's grown uh, from 64% um, 
percent of the market to 86 percent of 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 the percentage of U.S. population on the awareness side. So there's a huge growth there. It was really really the largest growth area. And then Parler, which is another app um, that's been under a lot of a lot of controversy, showed a huge growth too. And I know the podcasts have been consumed on Parler for a long time as well. So it's an interesting shift that's happening in uh, perception around social audio. Um, you know, I, and I, I must admit that there was a time on TikTok where I was actually getting the actual what was going on in the world more from that than I was getting from mainstream media because mainstream media was so politically you know, they, you know, it didn't matter if you were on Fox or CNN or whatever. And they, you know, there were certain channels you just weren't showing certain stuff. And, um, when I was on TikTok, I was able to really, uh, see, I guess for a better word, uh, what really was happening in the world. And it was interesting that I could get it, get more news and video clips there than I could somewhere else. It was kind of bizarre. So for me, that was what I saw early on. The usage side, it's exponentially, it's more than doubled in in its usage. So the reason I raise this is that it may be an opportunity for podcasters to get more visibility to their content. Maybe they can share a clip from their stuff, not unlike what the headliner platform is doing. And I believe that TikTok is starting to 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 realize that there there may be an opportunity for them on the audio side too. Um, and then Let's see. What other slide, Todd, would you want to? Yeah, let me, I'll have to flip through. I was just reading some of the, you know, some of the gains in podcasting with some of the stuff that, uh, let me see what I can, if I can get through and find some of those, some of those specific slides. Um, let's see here. I should have had these pre-prepped. Yeah. So on the podcasting side, um, one of the slides that was of interest to me is, you know, we've seen, you know, go back to 2006 where um, 22% had familiar with podcasting and in 2020, 75% did. Now we're up to 78%. So, you know, we're getting, we're making gains. We, you know, we went from 70 to 75 between 19 and 20 and 75 to 78, 2021. And, you know, it's, it's not surprising because podcasts are everywhere. They're being talking everywhere. If anyone's listened to even regular old radio, you're hearing about podcasting. So the film that, you know, the film, I guess, familiar with podcasting is, is a good jump. And at the same point, um, not as big gains in podcast listening because I, I would have thought we'd have seen a bigger jump this year because of the pandemic, but we're at 57% that have ever listened to podcasts or 162 million folks in the United States as compared to 55% last year. So a little bit of a jump. I was hoping it would, that number would actually be, uh, would be better. But the number of folks that have listened to a podcast in the last month, we had our probably biggest jump in a long time. It went from 37 to 41% or 116 million people um, or have listened to a, to a podcast in the last month. So that's, you know, that's when we approach 50% on that, um, That'll be big, but still these numbers dwarf in comparison to someone that's listened to the radio in the last month. So um, I think that, uh, you know, we've, we've got a ways to go there in, in penetration of having people listening. And the only way this is really going to grow is podcasters just keep 
promoting and keep advocating, keep talking about this and keep talking about their shows and keep talking about, you know, doing the social promotion, you know, doing everything we can to get people to and helping people sometimes taking their phone. I do that now all the time. Someone says, Oh, you got a podcast. I'm like, yeah, what kind of a phone you've got? And I'll grab the phone and I will subscribe or follow them to, you know, whatever show I feel appropriate for them to listen to me or you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that the growth is, is fascinating because, you know, coming out of the pandemic, we saw some declines, but it appears that we've, we've just charged back up the hill again and started to make some serious climbs. I think early on, I think there was a lot of people that were worried that maybe podcasting wasn't going to continue to grow as fast uh, with the changes in the society and people not commuting as much. But obviously things have gone back to, you know, more normal, I guess. Uh, I wouldn't say that there's been any, any, any declines in any front. And I think that the percentage of the monthly podcast listening um, by gender is actually continued to climb as well. Men have it's, it's increased 4% on uh, with men and it's increased uh, 3% by, by women. So we're still going up as far as a percentage of the penetration of monthly podcast listening on the gender side too. Todd. I, I'm just surprised the, the ladies haven't gained on that number more. I, I you know, I would with true crime being such such a huge genre for the ladies that are listening. It seems it's really dominated by, by women. And we have, you know, we had definitely have more women creating new podcasts today than men, uh, you know, across all, you know, geo demo, you know, the whole nine yards, uh, women of color. We've got, you know, they, they're, they, they are, you know, there's more women starting shows than men. So, you know, maybe, you know, maybe that's why, I, I don't know. I just, I would, I would have thought that number would gain a little quicker here based upon at least what I see coming in for new, you know, when I look at new customers and, you know, we don't ask if they're a, a man or a woman or, you know, and we just, you know, you can tell by a name sometimes, but right. um, we look at the type of content. We know that the women are outpacing the guys. So but it's good to see where at least at 39% have listened to a podcast in the last month that were women and 43% were men. And, you know, considering that this was a, you know, in the early days, this is super geeky guy dominated, you know, the, there wasn't a lot of ladies listening. I, you know, we've, we've come a long ways. Yeah. And on the, the age breakdowns of podcast listeners right now, it, it, we're growing at the tails. Um, the, the 12 to 34 age range um, increased uh, 7% uh, from uh, 2020 to 2021. Um, and then so the younger end of the spectrum is growing the, the fastest is what it looks like. And the older end of the spectrum, the 55 plus is growing the second fastest. And as you think about it, um, baby boomers are moving through, right? Coming yeah. through that age demo in a huge way. And I, I think we're going to see huge growth in podcast listening in the 55 plus range and, and it's, it's happening and in a decline in the 35 to 54 range is what we saw too. It dropped 1%. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that that age demo is not as big as the baby boomers. And, but what's fascinating is the amount of young people that are adopting podcasting as a, as a medium for them. And it's, I think it's been primarily driven by uh, Spotify's entry into the, podcasting market 
And then also content that caters to, to, to younger people have really grown and the, the diversity of the content in the podcast medium uh, has grown as well. But if you also think too, Rob, about that age bracket, that 35 to 54 age bracket, right. when we started podcasting 16 years ago, it was 30 to 45, 30 to 50. Right. So all that group that were listening to podcasts in the beginning are still listening and now they're moving into that 55 plus. So that's, you know, that number jumping 4% for that 55 plus is not at all surprising to me. But if you really think about the remarkable increase in this 12 to 34 bracket, it wasn't, it wasn't that long ago where 18 and younger or 18 and like the 18 to 25 bracket was pretty thin you know, yeah. so we have made huge, I mean, huge, huge headways. And you look at that 12 to 34 bracket jumping 7% to 56%. Oh. You know, that, if you'd ask me, and of course, you know, we've got the, the, the luxury of having been in the space since the beginning and seen things. If you'd asked me 10 years ago, if 56% of 12 to 34 were listening to podcast, I would have, I would think I'd have fell out of my seat. <laughs> yeah, right. because they, they just weren't there then, but they are now. So you know, Spotify and the other platforms that uh, tend to attract, you know, my kids listen to it. What are they tuned into? Pandora, Spotify. They're not listening to, you know, they're listening to podcasts that way. They're not listening via the Apple podcast app. The other thing too, that the, the gender of monthly podcast listeners uh, uh, via the whole U S population uh, crossed over Forty-nine percent women, forty-eight percent men. Todd, so we did kind of cross over where women at um, oh. look at the global or not the global, but the U.S. population base, not plus. just podcast listeners. Oh, I get you. Yeah, it's it's a uh, women have crossed over that line. So forty-eight men, forty-nine percent women, and two percent that uh, non-binary, so or right. other. So, hmm. And then the monthly podcast consumer, twelve plus. Men fifty one, women forty six, non non binary, other three percent. So, mm-hmm. yep. Well, so, I I think it trends with what I'm seeing. So, yeah, it's interesting to think about this slide in itself. Right. So let's see what's what's another. And then they have the age breakdown. If they they look at uh, age of monthly podcast listener and. You know, you're seeing basically, I think, the same data almost being regurgitated by bands. And uh, 2011, 12 to 34, 46%. And, but that was on an estimated 30 million listeners, age 35 to 54, 40%, age 55, 14%. So those were estimated 14, 12, and 4 million. And then you go back to 2021. And you look at 50%, 12 to 34, with an estimated 58 million listeners, and age 34 to 54, 29% at 34 million, and age 55 plus, 21% at estimated 24 million listeners. You know, it's just, uh, it's the numbers haven't shifted that dramatically, but definitely the edges. You know, what's getting squeezed is that 35 to 54 group. Yeah. So there's an opportunity there for someone that is, you know, wanting to grow that segment. Yeah. Attracting brand as well as in the older end, right. On the older end as well in the content side on that. 
the other side is the the ethnicity, um, or the ethnicity is the proper yeah, way of saying ethnicity, it. Yeah, ethnicity. Yep. It's, uh, it's shifted as well. The percentage of, of white um, listeners is about 57%. That's down from 63%. The African-American um, uh, is, is 13%, down from 16%. And the Hispanic is at 16%, down from 12%. So we've seen a, a strong growth in the Hispanic community listening to podcasts. And then other is, uh, is one that grew pretty significantly, too, from... It's currently ten percent and down from six percent. So, but we also have to remember these these three bands of 2011, 16, and twenty one is also an increase in total listeners. So, yeah. if we go back to that, you know, that other slide and look at how many people are listening to podcasts, um, I am concerned a little bit that the African American segment is narrowing. Um, or maybe it's not narrowing. Maybe we're just adding more Hispanic listeners. And just because we're adding more Hispanic listeners, the, that percentage. So I don't want to read too much into that. Yeah. It's, it's pulling a larger percentage, but yeah. the, the overall audience is growing on all those sectors. Probably. Yeah. I guess I would, I would assume so too. And then, you know, probably the, the biggest jump or one of the bigger jumps we've seen in recent times is that, there's an estimated 80 million people or 28% are listening to a podcast weekly. And, uh, I don't know if they've, yeah, that's, you know, that, and that number's grown from 24 to 28, mm-hmm. but it goes to prove to you, those of you that are planning your shows, those of you who are planning to do your podcast weekly is really the sweet spot. You got to be in there weekly in their ear. You know, I've said for many, many years that uh, people build you into their lives. So when you're doing a weekly show, they they leave a Tuesday at three o'clock when they're well, maybe not at the gym right now, but when they're doing a certain activity to listen to you. I, I know that I do that. I listen to specific shows at specific times because I plan them in. So if you're not there that week, they'll go listen to somebody else. So that weekly that weekly episode is important. Yeah, I agree. And then the other slide is the U.S. weekly podcast listeners average. They they listen to eight podcasts. That's about right. Series or is this episodes? It says U.S. weekly podcast listeners average eight podcasts in the last week. Yes. Uh, Okay. So they've... They've listened to eight podcast episodes, I'm assuming. Right. I'm not a percent clear on that. And I don't think they're, I think they dropped the the time segment. I don't think we're seeing that. In, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll look at it here. But I think they, last last year, I think it was the last year that they said that an average podcaster listed 6.7 hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, but it, they do say that the U.S. weekly podcast listener averaged 5.1 shows. So that's weird. That's that's different than, let me read this out. U.S. Weekly Podcast. Well, that must be episodes is what they're talking about. There, Listen to Todd. eight podcasts in last week. Oh, yeah. So maybe episodes. Hmm. But here's so the thing that. They're listening to multiple episodes within yeah. that five shows. But let's look at this slide one more time. Well, okay. So one podcast, 11%, two, 15, th- uh, three, 14%. Four to five is 21%. Six to 10 is 19. 11 or more is, so you got 19% 
that are listening to 11 or more shows. That's that's a remarkable number. Now, if you go back again to the average 5.1 podcast episodes a week. And... Right. Hmm. So, so anyway, that, <coughs> that's, that's, uh, that's pretty much the whole research. So I thought it was interesting. Um, you know, I, I think it shows strong growth for the podcasting industry. And I definitely wanted to get some people up on the show to, to, to talk about stuff. And we we're, we're definitely open to other topics too, not, not just on the podcasting research. And if you have any questions about the medium or, or anything like that, you're certainly welcome to, if you want to raise your hand and join us, you're welcome to, to come up here and we would love to, to hear from you and talk with you. I appreciate everybody kind of being patient with us. This isn't a normal, um, clubhouse format where where it's conversational but uh we definitely want to add that piece to it here the show is typically about 90 minutes long uh so i think we're we're basically um there's 45 minutes more to go so sure. i think we can have a lot of a lot of conversations from folks that are with us in clubhouse and would love to have you have you join us up on on stage you'll be um You'll be recorded. Uh, you're live streamed out of our Facebook, uh, Twitter live, uh, YouTube live, Twitch. Or, right, uh, your your audio, yeah, and and Twitch too. Your audio will be live, but uh, if you wanted to watch us in video, you can certainly go to Facebook and go to New Media Show, or go to newmediashow.com forward slash live. We're live there as well. Hey, Rob, I did want to, there was a couple of comments that come in on Facebook. Um, <clears throat> Larry says people habits are changing on the app every day, referring to Clubhouse. Uh, David says back to the studio. Good to see you guys. Rick says competition is good. Harold says good morning. Cool study. So, uh, yeah, that's just so everybody knows that's the Edison Research Infinite Dial 2021 right. do, uh, that everyone can go and, and actually download and, and read. And if you're a podcaster, this is kind of like the, the annual state of podcasting type of report that we all look forward to. But Rob, if you want to invite someone upon the clubhouse stage, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Let's, uh, I'm going to invite, uh, ever to join us. If he can, that would be great. Ever Gonzalez. Who's, uh, so hopefully you can join us ever. And, um, I think here, who else, uh, can invite, uh, Wendy up on stage, if you would like to, to, to join us, it's up to you guys. Don't be, don't be shy. We're not, you know, <laughs> we're not going to bite. <laughs> so I, it's been fun, Todd, to, to come back and do the video again, uh, and get this going on that side again, yep. too. I know that we've been kind of like missing from the community on, on that side, from the folks that follow this show every, uh, week. And uh, I can't believe that people in Clubhouse are shy right now. Please, please. So, join so us. Wendy jumped up. <laughs> oh, she did. Awesome. There she is. Wendy, thank you so much for, for, for stepping up. Hey, Rob, I can't hear her on this side. You got to turn her up on the roadcaster, I think. Mm, uh, I don't know why we can't hear her. She should be able to be. Be, be heard. I hear on the phone, but I don't hear through your system. Hmm. Okay. Let me, uh, plug in. Okay. 
It should be able to be heard. Uh, if you, I can't hear her at all. Huh. I'm not, I'm not doing anything different. Um, so the system isn't working. Yeah. You, you, you must be broke because I can hear you. I'm assuming they can hear us. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. And she just jumped down. Yeah. Okay. So I'm hoping everybody can, can, can hear us. Uh, I don't know why. Yeah. Wendy, I can hear you through the phone, but it's not making it through Rob's roadcaster. So I I can't even hear her. I don't know why. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I can't mute my phone completely so I can hear her coming through the phone. Oh yeah. Huh? Oh shoot. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So that's weird that they can hear us and you can't hear that. You can't hear them. Make sure your level coming in is turned up on your. It is. It's, it's on its normal setting. That's bizarre. And I've been unplugging and plugging back in again. All right. Well, I apologize. We're not, I don't think we're going to be able to bring anybody up then. Yeah. That's weird. I wonder why it's not working. Uh, it's one of those things that, uh, the tech is never, is never perfect, you know, and uh, the iPhone I noticed from time to time has the, um, wants to disconnect and, uh, yeah. I mean, it's worked in the past. I, I don't know why it's not working now. Hmm. I think everybody can hear me talk. Uh, I just can't hear Wendy. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, Wendy. It's not working. Yeah. So something with your TRRS is not TRRSing, Rob. <laughs> and, you know, this is one time I can say that it's your fault, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a rare, that's a rare situation. <laughs> Being that I run 90% of the um, people say, Rob, are you connected via Bluetooth or using a TRRS cable to the RCP? That's what we'd suggest. We got tech support going on here in the show. <laughs> so <clears throat> that was my problem was uh, I have TRS cables, but they're all uh, male to female. I don't have any male male. <laughs> So I had to order a a male cable. So otherwise, that's the reason I couldn't run Twitter Spaces this morning is I've got every connection except for a TRS to TRS uh, that's male-male. I I wonder if it has anything to do with um, Skype or anything. Well, you're Um, running Skype on your computer. You're not running Skype on your your roadcaster. Yeah, but, but the audio is routing through Skype. But it still should uh it, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be an issue. It should be a you know, you can run Skype and a and a cell phone call at the same time on the roadcaster. Yeah. You're not limited to one channel. Right. I don't know what else to do. Yeah. It's all turned on properly. Um well, I guess we'll okay. just keep our show, I guess. All right. Time. Well, we I'm sorry for everyone not being asked questions. If you want to come over to Here's how, you know, how you can contribute if you want. We'll do it the, the opposite way. You can go over to newmediashow.com forward slash live. That'll get you on the YouTube channel. And if you have yeah. questions, you can make a comment and I'll be watching there. We're on Facebook as well. 
Um, I'm only watching one of the Facebook channels. So uh, if you search for me on Facebook, Todd Cochran, you can you can watch there as well. We got a pretty good or had a pretty good crowd. People are starting to bounce off now on the on the on Facebook since we had our technical difficulties. But so, Rob, what else are you seeing in the news going on since we last uh, chatted? Well, I think that the the ongoing conversation about the changes in the Apple platform, uh, I, I guess over time, you know, you've you've proven to be correct on this, and there's been some retractions that have come out uh, about the whole automated download capability uh, is still going to be in the Apple Podcast experience. So uh, it's just not going to. You know, I think that there's still a little bit of a debate on whether or not when you upgrade the app and you have a current list of subscriptions that um, that the settings in those subscriptions will change. Uh, I, I think that's the big question mark right now. I, I don't know that we have a conclusive answer to that. Um, but I, I, I might be, I might've given out information that was incorrect on the last show because I've been told that the default option went, okay. So the, before when you subscribe to a podcast an Apple podcast, it automatically downloaded the first, I think three episodes or the last three episodes. Mm -hmm. And then if you continue to listen to the show, it would continue to download them. And if you stop listening <clears throat> after three, four, five episodes, it will stop. It still does that. It'll stop downloading the shows automatically. Mm -hmm. So my assumption and what we had thought as a team was that Apple had removed the function that when you subscribe to a show that it automatically downloaded the first episode. We didn't think it did that anymore, but everyone's saying we're incorrect in that, that that was still the default behavior. So I, I looked on my phone and I did have, a setting change in my phone that may have led me to believe this. So um, I think, and we'll, again, we'll know when the, when the Apple podcast update comes out is that it will still automatically down the first two or three episodes when you follow someone and mm -hmm. it's just a label change. And there was a bug in a previous version of the Apple podcast app that did stop downloading episodes. So if that bug is, fixed or has been fixed or is it going to be released, then we shouldn't see the same behavior that we saw before with Apple podcast app. And now it's just a, um, it's just a label change. So Apple hasn't really said anything. Um, but again, it's, it's a wait and see until it rolls out to everyone. But I think the most important thing is, is that we make sure we keep telling podcasters or listeners to to follow and subscribe because remember there's going to be other apps that are going still going to say subscribe right and um matter of fact i've been i've had a number of app developers reach out to me in the past couple of days um they are now trying to figure out ways to get one click subscribe going on their apps so that they can be a an option on podcasters web pages. So if you, let's say, for example, you like player FM or you like overcast, they're going to have, um, where you just click the player.fm link and it'll automatically do the same functionality as Apple podcast would bringing up the show and, and, and following or subscribing you. So, uh, I think we're going to try, I think we're going to start to see apps being more aggressive in trying to have that one click functionality, but, you know, the question I start to ask and I look at even my own listing on my own personal site is how many do I have? I'm going to have 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeart. I'm going to have um, TuneIn. I'm going to have all these other locations that I've already got pre-existing relation. I got Amazon, Amazon Music, Audible. You know, so how many options do we give listeners on our websites um, when they have an Apple? And, you know, you just can't do that during the show. You can't go through. You don't want to go through and list 40 options and tell people make sure they follow or subscribe. So I think most podcasters are probably going to say, hey, you can get me on Apple Podcasts and get me on Google Podcasts if you're an Android user and be done with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Or Spotify, if you know if you have an audience that listens to you on Spotify. So we'll see where that goes. But, you know, again, if I go and listen to 100 podcasts, I can guarantee you only 10 or 15 of them actually even talk to Android users. They, they, they ignore them. Uh, it's still an epidemic of of Android users by podcast hosts, you know, not being inclusive to them. So, you know, that's got to change too. Well, I think that's been the case for a long time because um, a lot of podcast hosts, especially in the early days, they were primarily iOS, right? Everybody was iOS, iOS, Apple, Apple devices in this medium. Um, clearly that, <laughs> that that ship is definitely gone. Uh, it's only like fifteen percent of the world are on Apple iOS, so we're we're still kind of living in this this world, and I'm not quite sure, you know, why that is. Um, I think that there is a certain amount of bias on. Uh, I think uh, Clubhouse, to some degree, is a little bit of an example of that uh, of a bias towards iOS when it comes to new platforms. Um, so, and that's kind of how this whole thing started too. So you can kind of see a consistency here too, but yeah, I think if, if what is coming out was starting to come out now is that it's really mostly just a label change, then, then that's good. I think, I mean, the whole automatic download thing has a place in the podcasting medium and, and obviously Apple sees that as a, as a strength. Um, I, I think better managing that auto download makes a lot of sense and they've been moving on that for a long time. So there's nothing new there. Yeah. Rob, I think uh, also just as a administrative note, you and I are probably want to do a call at some point because uh, the people on the live stream saying you're a little overmodulated and that was, it was at the beginning of the show again today. So, but I'm looking at the levels coming in on you in my, my one you know, one place I can see it, and you—you're definitely a little lower than me, so you shouldn't be overmodulated. But I don't know what's going on. It and make make sure AGC didn't get turned on on Skype again because sometimes that happens. Yeah, well, and I think we're adjusting to using Skype because before we weren't using Skype for a long time. So I think getting all the dials set and stuff like that is, and trying to do this um, across multiple platforms and and. Uh, Obviously, we found a bug somewhere with our ability to bring in um, Clubhouse people into the show here because uh, I'm set up the same way I've always been set up, and I do this all the time, uh, of being able to, to, to hear Clubhouse people in my, in my app through my, my roadcaster. So I, I'm not sure what's changed. The only thing that's changed here is I'm using Skype. Yeah, I think what you may have to do is sometimes – I've seen Roadcaster run home to mama, so make sure you you reboot it every time before you do a show. I don't allow it to stay on for hours and hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had it turned off, but well, that's anyway, weird. Yeah, I think we're we're getting caught up too much in the technical <laughs> stuff today, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And but you know, I was able to get. What's kind of funny is I did get everything wired, and was able to do a test and get everything set up. I just need a little one foot cable. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. But, It'd be nice to have a backup plan too, where you could bring in Clubhouse. Folks. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, but again, I think we'll be pushing our luck uh, at some point in trying to do both. Cause it's just going to be then pure chaos being, bringing in people from, from Twitter and bringing people from clubhouse. It's just like the beginning of the show today. I mean, we didn't even do the intro. You just kind of kicked in while I was still getting set up, but it's okay. It's, you know, we live and learn. <laughs> Roughness of this Cause we're trying to do something new and we're, this is the first time we've been back live video in weeks now. So, you know, things get a little rusty. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, been watching what's uh you know what's come down in regular news news and pod news and a variety of different sources and um you know the acquisitions uh, seem to continue to be continuing and with people buying stuff up i think we talked about anacrom's purchase here on the last episode of this show but by the way uh, skype quit recording in 56 minutes on the last show so uh, we're not trusting skype recorder anymore um yeah. But uh, here on the this platform, I've got two backup recordings. But the um, um, the Google folks are staying busy, and they're adding likes and dislikes to its app, so people can like an episode or dislike an episode. So that's something that's going to be new, and uh, maybe give you some indication on how your your podcast is received. I haven't seen that functionality yet. Have you? No, I haven't, but uh, it it does make sense to me as we're starting to see, you know, the confluence of what's happening around audio online. It's 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 becoming social, more and more social, and those are definitely characteristics of a more of a social um, thought process around podcasts. So, and follow is definitely follows along with the social media type stuff. So we can see this. The social audio is, is is something that's significant. Uh, it's not something that's just a passing thing. This is a this is a shift that's happening in how we think about audio and how it integrates into our lives. Uh, and you think about the the changes, Todd. Have you seen these new um, glasses from Amazon? Uh, I don't know that we've talked about this on, on the show yet, but Amazon launched a a line of, uh, of eyeglasses, prescription eyeglasses that have the smart speaker platform, the built into them. Uh, so you can listen to podcasts, uh, in your eyeglasses now, Todd. Well, let's uh, chalk that up to like the 110th place you can listen to podcasts. So <laughs> and podcasts are everywhere. But Todd, what's, what's really significant about that is, is the smart speakers platforms have been, um, group listening type of experiences to date, right? You put uh, one of these smart speakers in your living room or in your bedroom. And I know that some of the research, and this was covered a little bit in the Edison research about um, group listening to um, online audio. And there definitely is a trend line towards more group listening to audio. Um, but you start thinking about these eyeglasses, it's moving us back towards personal listening again, which really caters to podcast listening. But I do think that the, the group listening really applies to, 
um, other, you know, certain types of genres of podcast content, like uh, storytelling, true crime, all those maybe more storytelling stuff caters to group listening. Um, well, you know, I I don't know. Again, but maybe I'm a new, unique case because I look at, um, you know, when I was living in Hawaii, uh, there was uh, a A L E X A device in. Uh, we're, not, we're trying not to trigger those devices, folks. That's why we spell it out. Um, you know, there was one in each of my kids' rooms, and I had one in my office, and there was one in the living room. And often, you know, I might be playing a little uh, music that I prefer in my room and my daughter would be playing something she preferred. So we'd have, I don't think as a family, we were doing much group listening. Um, maybe it's different other households. I don't know. Cause you know, each of us had our own, you know, my, let's be honest. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a geeky techie guy. So a lot of the stuff I was listening to was geeky and techie. That absolute no appeal to anyone else in the house. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, maybe, you know, what do you guys think on Facebook? Rick says group listening is reminiscent of the early days of radio where the family sit around the radio in the evenings and listen to the new news and old serials. I, 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 yeah, we watch Netflix together. So maybe people listen together. I, I don't know. I think listening to podcasts is more of a personal experience. I, I'm a beggar to disagree with you on the, on the group usage of smart home devices, Rob, but maybe, you know, more than I do. It's, it's covered in the Edison research. Um, they actually talked about the group listening. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, listening to audio. Let's say f- frequency of listening to audio with other people. Oh. And it, it breaks it down. I don't know that it talks specifically about podcasts per se. It, it just talks about um, uh, just listening overall. What, to audio, whether or not it's considered a group listening experience or, what, or not. Which it, which page of the research is that? It's uh, page 45. The frequency of listening to audio with other people. So it breaks it out. It looks like uh, their research is coming up showing that 24% of the U.S. population uh, does it frequently. Uh, it says w- with these smart platforms, these smart speaker platforms, 27% say sometimes, um, but you know, it's about 50, 50. That's, that's pretty remarkable to remarkable to me. Well, it's, it, it's because the vast majority of these Todd are installed in living rooms. They're installed in bedrooms, you know, and you start thinking about where, where these devices are located and I can see how this would happen. Um, but you know, there's still, if you look at our numbers, you look at your listener consumption numbers yeah. on our platforms, on Lipson and in the Blueberry platform, <laughs> and it's less than 1%, right? Right, the less than 1%. People, right, it's it's tiny. Um, but but it does, this does speak to that dilemma, right, of, of these smart speaker platforms have been primarily in places that are group listening experiences. And so as they shift, as these platforms shift into personalized listening experiences, then I think podcasting consumption will grow. Um, so you start thinking about this eyeglasses thing that has a, a little speaker that's playing the audio right into your ear. That's a personal listening experience. So, and then in the car, uh, these the smart speaker platforms are going to be in the car as well. Yeah. Uh, now 
when they install these in like your refrigerator in the kitchen, which is also being worked on, um, that's now we're back to probably to some degree more of a group listening experience, but maybe not. So people, you know, one or two people in the kitchen, but that can be heard, uh, you know, in other areas of the house too. So, you know, I, I, I think that this is, this is a good evolution for those platforms and, and we'll bring in probably higher consumption of podcasts. One thing I want to mention, I got a, a couple of comments on YouTube. Mark from Dublin, thanks for, for joining in. David, he says, hey, guys, my podcast is long-form interviews, English and French-speaking guests. So we keep an eye out on what's happening in France. A recent report shows close to 100 million monthly downloads. If a country of 65 million people, it looks like they're adopting the medium at a healthy rate. And it's interesting to see the large majority of those downloads are driven by large radio slash TV type platforms. So David, you're saying there's a lot of French ver or French podcasts are done by uh, major media companies. And I think we see that uh, duplicated across many, many, many countries. You know, Australia is a, a, a good indicator of that where the major media platforms adopted podcasting in mass and, kind of dominate the the charts in a way uh, but you know what we really want to look out for i think is to see what percentage of the the french listening is actually being adopted by or how many people are listening in the podcast there versus from the big major media companies um the goal is to not allow these big major media companies to continue to dominate yeah well um there's also talk now that I guess Twitter spaces is going to open up, um, to everyone next month. So I don't know if you saw this, Todd. Yeah, I did. I saw that announcement. Yeah. So that's, I just wonder how it's going to change the, the, the landscape of this social audio thing. And, and I also wanted to say that those that are in the clubhouse room right now, we, we really apologize for not being able to bring you folks into the show, but we had a technical glitch that doesn't allow the audio to play into our, our system here, even though that we're using a roadcaster and TRRS connection. Um, we haven't had a problem with it uh, in the past sessions that we've done here, but uh, today it just didn't seem to work. So I don't know why. Uh, Rick says uh, in chat, he says maybe, and this is in reference to your smart speaker discussion, he says maybe that's what we need to get back to bring families back together. I think the pandemic has caused families to stay together, uh, probably to the point of uh, exhaustion. With <laughs> I think it's time for us to, to, to separate a little bit more. For a <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, no. yeah, I, I would say that that's probably true to some degree. <laughs> you know, I think, um, people, people, I guess it depends on how much you like your family members. <laughs> well, let's see, you know, if you had a healthy, uh, healthy, uh, conflict resolution, uh, before the pandemic, you probably did. Okay. But, if, <laughs> but if you didn't, uh, it's probably been a rough, rough, rough go. Um, yep. so there's rumor, I think I saw it, that, yeah, ACAST is thinking about doing an IPO. So, so Libsyn will have some company in the, uh, the marketplace. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Libsyn's the only public uh, podcast-only company, I, I, I believe, in the space. Yeah, so ACAST would be the second. 
It would be you, you know, I've always wondered if we should take Blueberry public, but the regulatory reporting requirements <laughs> requires you have a, you know, a, probably an accounting staff that is, is as big as the rest of the company. Uh, so I, I don't know if I would ever want to take Blueberry public. <laughs> yeah, you do have a significant effort around uh, investor relations. I'll just put it to you that. And, and and another thing is, is you can't really talk very much about stuff. You have to be, you know, you you have to be so careful to not get in trouble with the SEC. So it's not in my nature to talk about stuff. So I'd have to be reeled in. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, you actually you're you're actually pretty good about that. Anyway, I wouldn't say you know you're. I mean, you talk about what's what's good for the podcasting medium. And yeah, but, you, you know, if, if you're a public company, though, you have to be careful in making forward-facing statements and stuff that, you know, you right. they're out of the accounting and financial period and all that. So, um, you know, good luck to ACAS on that. I, you know, and, and I hope they have, if they have a great IPO, then maybe more of us will look at it. Yeah. Well, I think we're getting to a point where, you know, a lot of companies should look at it as a potential uh, for their growth and development of their company. It's certainly the stock market has certainly done quite well, it, though it's been a little volatile the last few weeks, uh, I must say, but it's definitely, um, it's a good place to, to raise money to keep your company going. No question. I'm a little concerned about Deezer. Some things Deezer doing, um, they've bypassed the RSS spec and I'm I'm very concerned whenever someone introduces something that's an API. Right. And, and let me read this. Deezer's worked with French podcast host Ashua to launch a new energy efficient podcast API that limits the need to crawl RSS feeds. Um, energy efficient? Is that what the they say? It's energy efficient. Now, let's hmm. you know, Ashua. I don't know who you are. But, you know, we, we should have a discussion because anytime you go into a mode where then there's proprietary technology being used to update podcasts on variety of directories, which Deezer is one, mm -hmm. and it's not being done through the open source RSS feed, uh, that, that really raises red flags for me from uh, keeping the space open and... So I don't know if they were just looking for a headline for for carbon credits or something to that effect. I don't know, but um, it, they come to me and ask to be able to update podcasts via API. I'm going to say no. I'm just not sure. I mean, I, that feels like a, a an association that they've made for this change to justify it. Um, it doesn't. I don't know how much weight that really carries. That it's energy efficient in API. Mm -hmm. And APIs are similar to a RSS feed. Yeah, because you make, matter of fact, it may be less efficient because you make the AP call, you do the authentication, you request what you want, you pull the data, where an RSS feed is, you just pull the feed. So I'm not that, unless they're, they're pinging them with the new episode versus pulling. Um, this isn't the first time, Todd, that we've seen this. Um I believe uh, there was talk at one point, the communications uh, via, I believe Art19 was making these claims at one point that they were they were wanting to shift to API-based podcast syndication. Um, and, and 
they pulled back on that. Well, probably for the same reasons I'm stating right at this point. Now, right. you know, we implemented we sub pub. So basically anytime someone publishes an episode either on PowerPress or in the Blueberry Publishing platform, we, you know, we basically send out a notification that Google picks up almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And what that really isn't about efficiency because, you know, we're, we're using energy to send out the WeSub pub and and then there has to be Google still has to pull the feed, but we've told Google, hey, 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 there's a new episode here. Grab the feed. So it updates faster on Google than it does on Apple by far. So, you know, we did that purely as a way to, to make sure the episodes update quicker. Yeah. And the claim here that it eliminates the need to crawl an RSS feed. Well, that's true. It's just it's crawling an API feed, not mm-hmm. an RSS feed. <laughs> that's true. It's not, yeah, it's, there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors going on with this. So I, oh, go ahead. So I don't know I if you, say smoke and mirrors going on with this. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, we put out a, a press release and made a blog, blog post about it, but we, um, we introduced uh, a bunch of the podcast index new, uh, new tags. And let me see if I can get the website up here. I should know what it is. It's my own company's website. Um, oh gosh, come on, Todd. You can't even type. And what we've done, uh, Rob, and I know you guys have already done some of this, is we've introduced the... Um, I'm sorry here. I'm fumbling. A bad, bad podcast host. There we go. We introduced the lock, transcript, funding, location, and chapter tags. And I think what my point of view on this was, was that this is, at least for us, and the reason why we wanted to make sure we supported it, was that this is the first time an independent podcast group has been able to start to get change coming across multiple companies without being dictated by Apple or Google or someone else to make changes. So for those of you that don't understand what the podcast index has done, it's a bunch of independent podcast creators, geeks, independent content creators, some, you know, some coders, and they're coming up with these new tags to help podcasters grow their shows. So, um, the lock, you know, basically to their, yeah. And functions. Um, but, but, the question is, Todd, what's the adoption of these tags at the at the app and the listening? Right. That's the next piece. So if it isn't if none of these tags get adopted by the apps, then this will be all mute. So you know, there's two parts to the equation. You know, we have to feed the feed the actual tags and right. then someone has to actually utilize the tags. You know, we did we implemented the chapters function without a chapter generator. Someone built someone built a chapter generator that they can go to and get the JSON file. But three percent of podcasters are going to build chapter files and attach it to their feed and link to that chapter file so that an app or the few apps that support chapters right now can display that data. Same thing with the location tag. The location tag is, uh, you know, you can add your location somewhere to Instagram posts and tweets. And believe me, this is one I've wanted for a long time because I, oftentimes someone will ask me, hey, we want to advertise on shows in Australia and I'll, I'll have one heck of a time finding the shows that are in Australia, trying to break them out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense to have a that that location tag. I think it's it's great, it's, especially as we start thinking about the potential of more local podcasts uh, being being produced in replacement for radio. I mean, if you think about it. Yeah. Uh, radio. That's the realm of radio's dominance is local. And podcasts just don't have that association uh, yeah. right now. So I think it could be a way for podcasting to, to reach its its uh, highest potential, I think. And if you think time. about the transcript tag, you know, that has to usually to be put in after. So it's the same thing. All these tags, when you initially publish your show, you may not have a transcript yet. You may not have a chapters file yet. So then there's going to have to be a mechanism for these apps to be able to say later, Oh, there's a, the, the transcript's been updated. The, the chapter has been updated so that they have this available to them. Um, so I don't know what that means in the total ecosystem because a lot of us like this show today, we will record it, get done. I, I mean, I can publish it and I'll get the transcript uh, in a couple of hours from audio burst, but you know, then I have to go back and upload it and relink it, but it's already been, syndication has already started so yeah this this is the challenge yeah yeah it is definitely so spring is around the corner people are getting vaccinated really fast todd and you know the there's continuing growth and talk about in-person events so that that's definitely sparking a lot of interest you know i'm shooting for getting to podfest orlando in june was that june 10th i believe well i i might have a shot by then in my county of 200,000, they're only getting 1200 vaccine, uh, vials a week. So, you know, or I don't think, uh, in Michigan, the rollout has been horrendous. They, they've failed miserably in this state, Ohio and Indiana are doing great. Michigan is just absolutely, you know, they're still, they're, they're still on 60 plus, uh, from an immunization standpoint. Yeah, I have access to it. Um, so I'm probably getting it in the next, next few weeks. So once that's behind us, um, and I guess the, the pledge has been what May 1st. Yeah. Good luck. Wes? It, I know. Good, you know, good luck with that one, but because again, if they can't only get 1200 vaccine doses into my County in a, in the state of Michigan of 200,000 people, then a week, right. they're not, it, it'll be two years from now. And well, yeah, Todd, um, <laughs> I just feel awful about what, what, what's happened to clubhouse today. Cause we've, we, I wanted to get people involved in the show today and, and was hoping to do that regularly for, for what we're doing here. Um, I don't know if this is just a one-off glitch or if it's more indicative. I, of, I bet you if you reset the roadcaster, it'll fix itself. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, Let's plan on doing a testing for this um, between now and next right. week. See, see if we've um, we've gotten through this hurdle. Yep, because I think it did cause the amount of people in our room to drop off pretty fast. Yeah, it did. Because <laughs> because people want to participate, and we <clears throat> and we want you to participate. So that's that's why we're doing this. So, um, so anyway, and we need to Rob. You need to call in about five minutes earlier to the show too, so that I can get things up and running, um, you know, so that we can be ready to go too. So if we, you know, it just takes a little longer to, to get all these multiple streams up and, and going, 
And right. we just have to make sure the clubhouse folks and re- realize that they have to wait. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so we, yeah. But yeah, well, I've got everything wired here. I just need the cable. So we'll find out whether or not, okay. um, it'll, you know, and I don't have to, I don't tie into Skype with my roadcaster at all. So, because I have the other, you know, the other system set up. So, but mm-hmm. time will tell. Harold says with all the NFT hype in the media, um, have there been any questions and queries from podcasters how to create NFTs from podcasts? I'm seeing on YouTube videos on how to form. Let's see, what does he say here? Um, it's it's was it non fungible non fungible token, token? Yeah, which is uh, basically connected up with uh, I think blockchain and processor tweet Twitter tweets, but I haven't seen anything yet for podcasts. I I again, uh, I don't think there's any stopping you from doing an NFT, but I don't know how that, how that actually, I'm not a token expert. So definitely look it up in, in Google on a Google search and, and read about the pluses and minuses of it. As you look at kind of the global trends around cyber currency and cyber transactions and uh, crypto, uh, there's a lot of things that you need to think about when it comes to this kind, kind of stuff. And is the market ready for this yet? So, and I know that, you know, there's been look by the podcast index on how to, to incorporate to, to not incorporate NFT, but how to incorporate uh, crypto as yeah. a way to pay podcasters, app developers, and everyone else. And I think they've got a pretty good plan. It's not surrounding NFT at all. It's more about of a, you know, you, let's say you donate, uh, you know, X number of dollars to the podcast you listen to and then in, you know, globally it gets redistributed. Um, so, I mean, did you hear more details on that? Would they be wanting to support, I, I, I don't remember what the details were. Were they wanting to support multiple uh, uh, cryptocurrencies on that? Yeah, I, I don't know. Again, Bitcoin. I don't think it was Bitcoin to begin with. So it may have been Ethereum, but they were, they, they were playing around with it, trying to figure, you know, they, they technically how to make it work. And re- ultimately what it's going to require is probably the podcast host to put some investment in being able to make, help these transactions happen. And, you know, it, it's, it's not simple by any means. Uh, right. And it's something they're going to have to work towards over time. These NFTs, I don't think is, I think you can do this on your own without your host uh, involvement whatsoever, because, the folks at TechMeme released a a a post or a podcast with an NFT, and it's still publicly available. Here's the thing: it's the the podcast still goes out normally like it does. All the NFT really does is say that whoever bought the NFT token owns that episode, owns the rights to that episode. So. What does that mean then is what happens when someone, you know, uses a piece of audio that doesn't own the content is they held responsible by it's very, very odd um, and how it all works. It's a lot of it, I think, is symbolism as well. So. Time will tell. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I want to thank Steve Olsher for for allowing the the new media show to join him as part of his club pod community. And we will be making uh, stronger moves towards, you know, aligning what we're doing at least one episode a week here over on club pod. And, um, 
and trying trying to incorporate as much of the the experience that Clubpod is trying to bring to to this platform. As you look to the future, this is our our first uh, rough um, effort at it right now, and the New Media Show does have its own uh, club as well. It's called the the New Media Show Club. Uh, that has a growing list of people that are members and following that club right now too. So, t- so we definitely want to encourage you to hop over and and uh, join the Club Pod um, uh, Club as well as the New Media Show uh, Club as well. And so you'll get updates on on when uh, when we're doing this show again, uh, which is um, every Wednesday and Saturday uh, at the same time. So we're, we're nothing but regular Todd. Yes. Uh, yeah. As far as when we're doing, when we usually do the show, but. And if you uh, want to, you want to do the traditional thing, you want to subscribe to the show. I always tell people you can get a PhD in podcasting. If you listen to the show from the beginning, that's 400 and some episodes going back over 10 years. Uh, I, I don't think we've had anybody really do that. We don't have a piece of paper. that says you get a PhD, but right. uh, in, in theory you will. We cover a lot of different topics. We know for our regular audience that the last couple of weeks have been kind of weird because we can kind of kind of experimenting around here. Uh, we'll try to normalize the format again here. Now, what's going on, Rob, is there's construction happening directly behind me, not on the weekend, but there's a pharmacy, uh, well, let's say a, um, a 420 pharmacy going in literally five feet behind me where this wall divides. There's another office and uh, they were in there jackhammering and nailing and banging. And I was told yesterday <laughs> that the majority of the loud construction is done for a couple of weeks. They're going to have the plumbers and the electricians. And so we'll see how our Wednesday three o'clock show goes. Maybe I'll be hitting the mute button all show because they're building out the. And after that, then who knows? Once they bring in the weed, maybe I'll get high by proxy. <laughs> So that'd be productive for work, having to have munchies in the office all the time. <laughs> I'm sure that they don't uh, allow um, smoking of the. Product. No, they they do not. So I'm just being a little teasing here. <laughs> but I am putting a reserve parking spot because it's going to be the first pharmacy to open in this town, and we're 12 miles from the Indiana state line, and. Uh, <laughs> I guarantee you there'd be more Indiana cars in the parking lot than Michigan for a while, but right. Well, Todd, <laughs> it's safe to say that we're a couple of old dogs learning new tricks here over in yeah. Clubhouse. Are we yeah, here? Absolutely. So, so I'm trying to use it as much as I can too, and and adopt its culture. So th- there's a whole culture over here, and that's what also is a little bit challenging, I think, as you think about podcasts that are already doing what the format that they have today too. And I think what happened today is a little bit of an indication of the conflict of format uh, between these two platforms that we've been doing for, you know, podcasting and live, right. As opposed to what's going on in clubhouse, which is much more conversational. So it's, it's, this was a classic example of, of the, the, the clash, I think, well, between the, these two platforms. The and, clash wouldn't have happened if the tech wouldn't have failed us. If the tech had failed us, we'd have brought people up and, and we'd continued the conversation with the people in the yeah, in the in the room. Or to a clubhouse type of format. Yeah, but it does cause us to shift our format, Todd. If you think about it, um, 
because I'm spending a lot of times in clubhouse rooms and the format is so different than what we do here. Um, and it's, and it's an interesting blend that's, that's happening here right, right now. And I think it's only going to become clearer over time and we're going to get better at it. And, and I think it'll, I think it'll work out really good. It's, it, it, it feels like the early days of podcasting, Todd, in some ways it's like, you know, we're, we're pushing our ourselves, uh, and we're feeling a little uncomfortable. We're feeling a little bit kind of like rushed and not sure what's going to work, what's not going to work. It feels a lot like what podcasting was in the early I, days. Well, you know, I think we're well adapted to adapt. And again, we don't want to change the format of this show so much that we piss off 15,000 subscribers. So, you know, we have to be careful and uh, at the same point uh, continue to bring the information we normally do. So I think that we'll we'll find a happy medium here to make everyone happy. And maybe those that are not participating in Clubhouse and listening to the show later will get a start to get a feel of the type of conversations that are happening over here. And and maybe yeah. it'll encourage them to even uh, try it out. And of course, again, you know, the biggest feedback we've gotten so far is from the Android users because they can't participate. So you know, Clubhouse has got to get their act together and get an Android app out. Yeah. And that was a big reason why we wanted to, to be live on spaces too, was to be able to reach that community because they are supporting the Android side of things. Right. So that would allow that community to get, get involved here and, and to, to contribute to this conversation too. So we'll work on getting the, the technical bugs worked out and hopefully on Wednesday when we're back doing the show again, we will have the bugs worked out. All right. Sounds good. Everybody, you can reach me, Todd, at Blueberry.com. I'm at Geek News on Twitter. And I can be found on Twitter, too, at Rob Greenlee. And you can send me an email if you want, robg at Lipson.com. And happy to answer any podcast questions that you have. And and I'm I'm going to be joining um, on Clubhouse here later, the podcast culture conference that's going on. And I think I'm going to be hopping on around 4 o'clock. Uh, so there's a session going on, um, in clubhouse around that it's basically a podcasting conference that's going on in clubhouse. So uh, I'm not sure what the difference is really between what normally goes on and what's happening here, but we will find out this is all an experiment. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time here on the new media show. And, uh, for those of us, those of you that have been watching live on YouTube and Facebook or Twitch or Twitter, thanks for, thanks for being here with us today and hanging out. And if I, of course, I was not prepped, so if I can find the right graphic, there we go. All right, everyone, we'll see you next time here on the show. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.